First Corinthians 11:23 it reads for i have received i have received of the lord that which i also delivered unto you that the lord jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh, and worthily eateth and drinketh, a damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many are asleep. Amen. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. So maybe may some of you may be wondering, are we having a, a Lord's table tonight? Because we commonly read this scripture where that is uh, breaking the Lord's table. When we are going to have the Lord's table. Yeah, but... Uh, we shall take a subject that we call discerning the Lord is the board of the Lord. Yeah, discerning or discerning the Lord is body. That's what we are going to share. Yeah, now listen to this. Now, our eternal destination is not altogether determined by what we see and what we hear. Yeah, do you know what it means, eternal destination? Every human being on earth is going somewhere where he's going to spend eternity. There are some who are going to spend eternity in destruction, death. They are eternally lost. I don't want to be in that group. No matter what you can give me in this life, whatever I can have in this life, if you give me to be a world empire, sing, uh, emperor, the, like I'm a king of this whole world, but uh, I end up losing my eternal destination in heaven, I will not want to be a world a world. Empire, emperor. Amen. So there are those who are going to spend their eternity in 
the region of the lost. Yeah, they are lost eternally. There is no hope for them. When they die, they go to the region of the lost where they are going to be kept in the heads and they will stay there in that terrible place and you know it's horrible uh, brother Branham went there at the age of 14 and he came out by the grace of God. He said, even your worst enemy, you don't wish him to go there. He said, talk of a burning hell as people call it. He said, if you are put in a burning hell, if there was a burning hell anyway, like a furnace of fire. It would be pleasure compared to that place. It is not burning with fire today. Because there is a lake of fire. But it is a prison. It is such a prison. He, he, he said there is no vocabulary on earth that can describe the ugly picture of it. And no one will ever come from there and then make it to heaven. You see, and then on the Dove Judgment, they shall be called out of there like a prisoner that is called out of remand and put before the court and then sentenced. So they will be called out from there and then they will be sentenced and then they are thrown in the lake of fire and then in the lake of fire there they will burn now that is burning like you burn chaff and when they are burnt uh, still we are not sure how long they will burn brother Bram said it may be a billion years or five billion years it is not mentioned but surely they will burn until they are not after some time religious people say they will burn eternally but for someone to be burnt to be burnt Eternally requires him to have eternal life first. Yeah, because here you are being burned, but you're not being consumed eternally. Do you know what that means? Eternally. Eternal is a big word. Eternal is a big word. It means something without a beginning and without an ending. You know, you cannot say after billion years, after a billion 
times billion years. You cannot say that. Because still that has an end, an end to it. But eternally has no end. So no one has no one can suffer eternally or live or be alive eternally who has no eternal life. So sinners, people without Christ, people without God, people without the Holy Ghost, people that are not born again. You know, we're not talking about born again religion. We are talking about the experience of the new birth. They have no eternal life. And therefore, they cannot burn eternally. But they will burn forever. And ever. So forever and ever means generations after generations. But still those generations will end. And then they will not. The Greek has a word for it. That is called inherit. In a hiration. So they will burn until they are no more. After billions and trillions and aeons of years. And now here is a group again of the redeemed. They have eternal life. If you die now with eternal life, you go into the place of the blessed and you stay there waiting for your resurrection and the resurrection time you will come from there you come into the grave you pick your body and your body is not just your body as it was it is a glorified body not this one now but this very one will be changed and it receives a glory. It receives a quality that can never be tempted. It receives a quality that can never die. It receives a quality that can never be blocked by any substance like a wall. In it. So, that we are talking about eternal destination. Now, our eternal destination, after reading this word, this quote, then I felt I should expound so that people understand what eternal destination means. Our eternal destination is not together determined by what we see and what we hear. But it, it, it is determined on what discernment we have. Of what we see and what we hear. Amen. Amen. What discernment. There are 
people who walked with Jesus. But they did not decide who he was. Judas walked with him. But he sold him for 30 pieces of silver. To him, Jesus was worth all 30 pieces of silver was of greater value to him than Jesus. Can you imagine? So our eternal destination is not determined by what we see or what we hear but how we discern it. How do you see a man? You have an opportunity of being an apostle of such a man. Brother Branham said Judas had an opportunity to become one of the greatest apostles. Brother Branham because Paul took Judas position. Amen? You know, and you are walking with a man who you know is virgin born, son of God, who can speak to the raging sea and it stops, who can just call the dead just by a few words. Lazarus come forth. He comes out. Who can speak to a tree. Let no man eat from you. From henceforth. And he dies. And now such a man. You, are, you have an opportunity. To have. To be in his ministry. Don't think that every person who wished to be in Jesus' ministry was allowed. There is a man who came and told him, Master, I want to go with you. That where you lodge, I lodge. I want to follow you. Jesus told him. Foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the son of man has nowhere he places his He rejected his request. But another one said, Master, my dad died. I want to go to bury him. He told him, let the dead bury their dead. For you come and follow me. Others, he called them and compelled them to follow him. Others who even wished, he rejected them. Why? He said, no man can come to me except he's compelled by my father. 
praise God. And the Bible says, not he that willeth, and not he that runneth, but it is to whom God will have favor. And now this man Judas, he has been chosen and compelled to follow Jesus. But at whatever stage of our journey with God, our choice matters. Our choice matters. Every, even every time you come to your service, your choice matters the way you're going to take what you're hearing. You can choose tonight to become a child of hell. You can choose to be a sinner. And from henceforth you are a sinner. And if there is a sinner that is here, you can choose to be a believer. And immediately you become a believer. Sata Lucifer was in heaven. Lucifer guru. Such a level. But he chose to be uh, to be contrary. And the level he was did not hinder him from becoming what he chose. When he chose to rebel, he rebelled. And up to now, he's having the consequences of his choice. So our choices matter very much, brother and so our eternal destination is determined on what we do, what discernment we have of what we see and what we hear. Is that powerful? Sometimes I quote powerful quotes, statements, and I, and I don't want to just go over it. But I want to ponder it on, on it that my mind can fathom it and to repeat it that my hearers, uh, my hearers will fathom it. Amen. So if Judas having seen whatever he saw, he saw Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. That shows you that however powerful a ministry you can belong to. However, the presence of God can be in that church. However real it is, you can exchange it with some lust. Some lust of the flesh or something. You exchange it for that and you go to hell. Why? You fail to discern. You fail to discern what is around you. You fail to discern the value 
the opportunity of being a child of God. The value of worshiping in the spirit. You fail to discern it. Oh, there is a song that we sing. It's worth it all to be God's child. It's worth it all to feel his power and to know that he keeps us every hour. I've seen people who has ever fallen here and you fall, you fall, you stay out of church. Uh-huh. Just a few hands. Some people are ashamed to say I've ever fallen. No, you have a point to make. That's why I'm asking you. Now you go ask those people. The time they stayed out of church. How they failed. When you are in church. There is a peace you have. It is such a value. But you cannot realize. You take it for granted. There is a protection you feel. There is a peace you have. There is joy you have. But when you are here. You can think you are missing something out there. There is nothing that you can have out there. That can fill that thing you are getting here. There is nothing. There you will be haunted. You will be nervous. You will have no peace. You cannot have peace outside. Outside God. Especially if you are a child of God. You can never. Amen. But when you are in the presence of God. Many times we fail to discern what we are having. Amen. Mm. Now our eternal destination, okay, I've read that. Paul was not disputing with them for taking the communion. Their act was right. But their discernment was wrong. For taking the Lord's Supper is the commandment of the Lord. Is the commandment of the Lord. But but to take it unworthily. Not discerning the Lord's body. Is where the wrong lay. These Christians were taking the communion and not living the life. Christianity is a experience of a life. And these Christians were just living in a kind of a life. Making a poor example of their profession. Now, you see the word says that fools 
walk with hobnail shoes. Where angels even fear to step. That is lack of discernment. They fail to discern what they are having. And where they are walking. On a sacred ground. That's why God commanded Moses. Remove your shoes. For where you are standing is a holy ground. But now. That's why God took Isaiah to heaven. And he showed him how respected he is by those who know him. Who know him properly. So in Isaiah chapter 6. It says the year king Uzziah died. I saw the Lord. Seated up on his throne. And his trail filled the temple. And I saw seraphims. They had six wings. With one set, they covered their faces. With another set, they covered their feet. With another set, they did fly. And as they fly, they cried out loud. One to another, not saying holy. 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 Holy is the Lord. And as they cried that way, the foundations of that place of heaven, they shook. You know, if we look at that example, it is too sacred. You see, these are angels they have never seen. They have never seen. But they cover their faces. Like he saw holy. And he saw respected. That we don't deserve even to look him in the face. And then with another set of wings. They cover their feet. Like to say our feet are not worthy. For him to look at them. Our walking is not good enough. And remember these are people who have never seen. We step in places that are not all that perfect. No, we step. It's like they are saying we step in places that are not all that perfect. And so they covered their feet. And with another set, they covered their eyes. And mean they flied. Like, where you lead me, I'll follow. I'm ready to do what you lead me to do. And with their mouth, they were saying, holy. Like, that is like a surrender, a surrendered life. You know, that flying is like a surrendered life. So you see, 
Here we fail even to worship with raised hands. One preacher said, in every nation, raising hand is a sign of surrender. If a soldier or anyone before an armed agent, security agent, and you raise your hand, it's like you have surrendered. You have surrendered to him. So for us, when we are worshipping, we raise our hands like we surrender to you, Lord. We cannot do nothing without you. We cannot manage anything. We surrender to you. Our wisdom is not enough. Our strength is not good enough. We cannot manage. We cannot think the right things without you. We cannot manage the, the work. But we surrender. We cannot overcome our traits, our enemy, our, our, ourselves. But we surrender. These angels, when Isaiah looked at them, and then he looked at himself, maybe he saw how he comes to church. Casually. Casually as if he's in a party. And when he sits in a service, he can even afford his mind to roam and even think wrong thoughts. And how he failed to discern the sacredness of the service. Because we are, what are we doing here? This is the presence of God. We are in the presence of God. This is a holy ground. God is always here. Jesus himself our Lord. is always here. And he is here tonight. Angels. Holy angels of God. Are around this place right now. If God opened your eyes and you saw, you would fear to death. If you saw the angels of God who are around here, oh, we were told about uh, in, a, in a time, uh, there is a time when there was a service going on. Sometime those years back, like ninety something, and then one brother saw a uh, saw a vision, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing there as the word was going on. And when that simple preacher said a statement, the angel said, "Amen." So what, what about if you saw such a thing? I think your perception, your attitude about a service will change. But why do we come casually 
and we behave casually it's because we fail to discern to discern what is taking place what is going on in the presence of God like this we fail to discern so we behave casually even sometimes as preachers we fail to discern so when we are preaching we are preaching casually. We fail to discern. God help us. Always to discern the things of God. To know how sacred they are. That we may see in the spirit. Not see things in the carnal way. Not see things in a, through a curtain. But may we see them exactly as they are. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, there is something. No wonder Brother Bram said, What I saw when I went there has made me a different William Branham. I will never be the same anymore. Because now he saw. And he saw the realness of it. Sometimes we talk casually. And we say we believe and we are following things casually. Without the real fear. Without the real, the real sense of it. One preacher wrote a book and he said. He wished every, he wished every Bible college. Before it passes out its its students if there was a way that they could take them and hang them above hell and they stay there for 24 hours and then they pass them out that would make them real different. When they talk about a burning hair, they would, they would talk it with a different tone. With a different tone. Because they know what it means. Amen. So we are talking about discerning. Brother Branham said, it's not what we see. It is not what we hear. But our eternal destination is determined on what discernment we have. Of what we see. And what we hear. I can't emphasize that enough. Because two people will be in the same service. Others will come out trembling, fearing. They are repenting and promising God never to remain where they have been. And another one will, remain, will leave the service chewing, chewing and joking. 
has heard the word, but it has passed over him. So it's uh, may the Lord help us always to give us that discernment. So these people, he said they were doing the right thing by coming to the Lord's table. But they were doing it with a wrong life. Amen. So why they were not discerning the Lord's body? He said a Christianity is experience and a life. And these Christians were just living any kind of a life. Making a poor example of their profession. And to say that this cause many are sick and weakly among you. And many are asleep. Which means they are dead. Because they haven't designed the body of the Lord. Uh, this happened literally. And people were sick in the church. And others who Died in post church. And then Paul comes up to tell them what is happening. He said, Because of the Lord's table, some come to it without discerning what sacred. And how serious. Like they don't know what they are doing. They are ignorant of the, of the sacredness of it. So they just take it. And when they do so, when they take that bread in, they are taking judgment. And when they drink that blood, they are drinking judgment. And from there, they go and fall sick. And some of them die. We are going to see Brother Bram saying even spiritually they die. They can, you can die spiritually and from that time grace leaves you. You go and do things that you never thought you can ever even do. And even the conviction leaves you. The conscious leaves and that is spiritual Disaster. Because you familiar God. Fear the Lord. I've been reading here a message. Brother Branham and Brother Branham spoke about four preachers. Katonda Yogera Nabo. God spoke to them. And he told them to rent I think it was, I think it was in Florida. Florida. 
He told them to rent a building. And they used it for preaching the gospel. They went and they rented the place. And uh, then some other group came and bought that place. Some, some person. And uh, then it turned to be a conflict. Because uh, uh, I think there was some ungenuineness in the cellar. And then uh, the case ended in court. And then the other people who were contending with these preachers, they bought a very good attorney. And then in the case, he put his language so well. And they could not contend against his language. So the judge asked them, What do you say? say? The student said, one, one, one got the courage. He stood and said, One thing we know, the Lord told us to take this place. And then the other Aton said, He was a very smart man and very powerful. Very powerful. He said, we don't want to hear the Lord in the thing. And then a few weeks. Wait a week into no. He was in the aircraft. And that aircraft, he said it went under some like bridge or something, and it it was caught by some condition. And either it was uh, some, some, some snow or something happened. And the man perished. Just a few weeks after that. So, Brother Bram said, then I wonder whether when he was in that condition now, whether he wanted the Lord in it. He said, not discerning the Lord's body. Because the word says, touch not my little ones. Touch not my anointed one. But you see now the language he's using on them. Don't want to hear you mention the Lord in this. He did not discern. If he knew who he was replying that way, he could have had better respect. He did not discern. You see another man in the Bible was uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Belshazzar, not. He was not Nebuchadnezzar, it was Belshazzar. Who had a feast 
And because these children of God, God had been taken to captivity from their home country and now into Babylon. And when they went to capture them, they wanted to even loot the things that were used in the temple. The vessels of the temple. And they had them in Babylon. And now he had a party. And he had his mistresses. And everything and they were drinking and carrying on. And he sent for those vessels. Those sacred vessels. To take wine with them. And while he was doing that. A hand was seen writing. On the wall. And it was speak writing in no, no language. Something like mene mene tekel up, 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 something like that. Mene tekel absin. And he started trembling. Because that was phenomenal. He started, his knees began cracking. Cracking. And then he called for the wise people to come and tell him the meaning. He could not, they could not. Until they called for Daniel. And when Daniel came, Daniel because he was a prophet, he was able to interpret the unknown tongues. He said, that means you have been weighed and you've been found wanting. And God's wrath is on you. And your kingdom is taken away. And when he was speaking like that, the enemies were surrounding. And the short while they killed him. What was the problem? He failed to discern. Failed to discern God. So, so these Christians were not able to dis they were not able to discern the Lord's body. And we who call ourselves Christians, we have no right to take the communion unless we are living above a reproach of the world. We have no right. The communion are for those who are living right as an example as an example of Christianity the one thing there is in the world is a person to try to impersonate something and there is too much of that in the world today. You are impersonating Christianity. Even impersonating repentance. We make a Lord's table here. Communion. And because the gospel is free that it is wrong for anyone to come with a contrary life. So you just bow your head in a few minutes and impersonate, repentance, you come, you take.
God knows what repentance is. Repentance is not just a confession. No. Repentance is turning away. You know your life. You know it's a real reproach to the gospel. And even if you bow your head and you say a few words and you think you're okay, the Lord knows that your rebellion has not gone. He knows after a short while you are going back. You are going to go back to the same life. Therefore that confession he does not accept. The Bible says blessed is the man whose sin is forgiven and whose iniquity shall not be remembered. Now look there is a time Brother Branham told a lie. Brother Branham It was too so tricky. Anyone could think that uh, he has not told, he has not sinned. Anyone could think he's not he has not sinned. You remember he had a tax a tax case. Not a tax that he really defaulted. But a tax where they showed him according to the way he has been operating the ministry. He should have paid some tax. And a certain amount of money that even he said his children and children's children can never be able to pay. And they had spent the whole day in the office of those people. FBI agents. And they were squeezing him. And then when he comes back, they call again. When they called, he felt he cannot take that harassment again. He just ran out of the house. He just told his wife, tell them I'm not eating. He ran out of the house. So that when he's saying he is not in, he's truly not in. Because they weren't seeing him. So why was he running away? He was not running away from people. He was running away from conscience. He was hiding so that it doesn't look like it is seen. To his conscience. Tell them I'm not in. He ran. And he thought it's okay. The wife obeyed the husband. She told them he's not here. And then after some time, he comes back. He finds her in the doorway with tears in, in her eyes. Say, Billy, are you sure that is the way I should have spoken to those people? 
He said, yeah. No problem. Because when you told them, I'm not in, I was not in. Yeah, but you were in when they called. Yeah, no, no, no. There's no problem. Nothing, nothing at all I've done. And then he had been called to go and pray for a sick child. And then he prepared to go there. And he went. So when he reached there, before he laid hands on the sick, the Holy Spirit literally rebuked him. You hypocrite. You have lied. Can you imagine God calling his prophet a hypocrite? Then how many times that he called us a hypocrite? God doesn't miss with words. What you do is what he calls you. He calls you by what you are. You hypocrite. You've just lied there. And here you are to serve me. And then he started trembling. Became nervous. And he went, he told the people, the, the parents of the child, I'm sorry I can't pray. God has rebuked me. I have something to correct. Before I can pray for this child. He went home. Repented to his wife. He went to the office of those people. And he repented to them. And he went to God. He said he cried before God the whole day. Pleading for forgiveness. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I'll never do such a thing again. He pleaded the whole day. And towards evening, he said, God, if you have forgiven your servant, give me a sign. As you went before Moses, in a wind, passed before me. And when he said like that, but a great wind came and passed in the bushes. <laughs> like it was breaking even bushes. And then he said a peace came upon him. He felt the burden roll away. And he started crying and rejoicing. That is repentance. A thing that looked like. Look at the irrepentance that he engaged. Do you know why? He knows how righteous God is. He knows his anger. He knows his judgment. He knows the consequences of sin. He can't take it for granted. He wants to be sure. He is forgiven. 
And then for us, we just say, sorry, sorry, sorry. God, forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then it ends there. And then you are through. And you take it for granted. And that you are forgiven. And you go back to the same thing. After some time, you are back in the same thing. And then the little words of sorrow, sorry. Are you sure you are saved? Are you sure you know God? Are you sure? That's why the Bible says, Blessed is the man. Bible Who sins are forgiven. And whose iniquities shall not be remembered. Because God remembers. He may take long. But he will remember. But there are people who repent and they are genuine and they are sincere and they are contrite. And then God forgives them. And their sin will never be remembered. He throws his in the self forgetfulness. He said, Blessed are those people. Because if your sin is not completely taken away, if it is still there in the records of God, it will find out who you are. And as a sign, that you forgive, you've been forgiven. Forgiveness comes with grace. It comes with grace that takes it away. If you are really forgiven, your trouble is gone. But today, we are doing things not discerning any of the word of God. We should have a discernment on everything that we do. And it ought to be measured by the word of God. All that Christians do and say should be measured by the word of God. Uh -huh. Not only do we in this day are guilty of the same crime that Paul was rebuking the Corinthian church for. But of trying to do something that we but that the Lord had commanded without discerning the body of the Lord. And the body of the Lord is the believers. So, the believers is the Lord's body. Because we are the body of Jesus Christ. So, when we come to the table here, to 
eat of the way of the bread. That bread represents Jesus. And Jesus is the word. And the word is what makes us the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The word. Because Jesus. Is the word. So how do you become his word. His body. When is the word. You become his body. By eating the word. So when you eat the word. You are eating the Lord. In a symbol. And as you eat him. He takes over your being. And right now. what a, Right now. You are eating the Lord. Right now you are eating the Lord. Because you are eating his word. And he is the word. And as you eat the word. The word becomes part of you. And you become part of it. You become the same with the word. Oh some subject. Uh, some service back. We, we shared on uh, him when he said, I will remove the stony heart and give you the heart of flesh. And the spirit will I give you. And uh, I will give you a new spirit. And then put my spirit with you. We say that new spirit is the spirit of the Lamb. Now how do you get that spirit of the Lamb? It's by eating the Lamb. And how do you eat the Lamb? Is by eating the word of God that has been revealed and you live by it. You allow it to change you. Amen. You allow it to change you. And as it changes you, it changes you to itself, to its nature. And then when it changes you because the word is Jesus, then you become the body of Jesus. So, the entire body believers, a body of believers, they are the body of Christ. Because the word has made him a lamb, the word has made him a lamb, the word has made him a lamb. And you're all lambs. Because you're made of the same material, the same nature. So, but now, here is a scenario. You, you are not a lamb. You are not a lamb. You are a wolf. You are a pig. Because you wallow in data things. You wallow in mud. 
You live a dirty life. And that's not a love nature. You feed on wrong deity. That lamb cannot accommodate. You, you are rude. You are rude. You are fierce. You are arrogant. You are cruel. You are cruel. And that's not a lamb nature. There is no lamb that is cruel. It's not there. And now, you being that creature that you are, you are not lamb. And now, you come to the Lord's table and you're saying, I am part of the body. In other words, I'm part of the lamb. Now, Kati, you are not discerning the Lord's body. You are pretending that you are part of the body of, of believers. Which body is lamb. And yet, the character you portray is not lamb character. So in other words, you are saying the lamb looks like look like you. Lamb looks like you. Yeah, that's the kind of lamb that you are demonstrating. Yeah. And you're saying I'm part of the body. And you are also saying that Jesus looks like that. Because I cannot have my finger being a, a snake, a, a snake body. And I cannot have my ears being wolf ears. No, I'm all human beings. I'm all human beings. So even Jesus is all lamb. He's all lamb. His feet is lamb. His hands is lamb. His eyes his eyes, his, his ears, his everything, his all arm. And when we come to the Lord's table, we are illustrating that we are the people who make up his body. We are all arm. Me, I could be a finger. 
could be a foot. And my brother here is part of that lamb. He may be some part but of the lamb. But now it happened. You know very well that the life you're living is not lamb life. Yeah. A lamb cannot do those things that you're doing, you're guilty of. So there, you are not discerning. The Lord is but it's like you are blaspheming. You are, you are abusing him. That his body. Uh, you know, you are, you are telling him. You know, say you are a hand. And you, the way you claim that you are a hand. You know, you are a liar. So being a liar that puts you out of being a lamb. Yeah, it may make you a hyena or a chameleon, I don't know. So, but now you are telling God I am part of lamb. Yeah, hyena as I am. I am part of the lamb. You are abusing him that he is a liar. So by coming with a contrary life and you are illustrating something contrary, you are not discerning the Lord's body. You better not come. Although it doesn't save you, all the same, but you better not come than to come and your coming is an abusive. Is an abuse. Is an abuse to him. Is a blasphemy. You're illustrating, I am lamb. I am part of Jesus. I have his nature. And yet, Jesus is not a liar. Jesus is not a fornicator. Jesus is not a hypocrite. And now for you, you are the, that kind of a thing. And you are saying, you are part of him. So you are abusing him. You are not discerning the laws. And you're saying the body of Christ has members like me. Which the body of Christ is, a, is believers. So you're saying it has Jesus. Part of, some of his members of his body, they are like me. They are liar. They are cheat. They are fornicators. Like me. Nganze. There Au. you are abusing him. So every time murundi, you come to the Lord's table and you have a life that is not changed, you are abusing Jesus. Vuma Yesu. And because you are abusing him, vuma, you reap. Okungura. 
what you are sowing your sins will find you out amen so that's why they'd go away with a curse Oh, I take the Lord's Supper. Sure. We do it in our church. Jesus said he would raise us up in the last days. If we took the Lord's Supper. But he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are sick and weakly among you. And many are dead. Old, dead, former churches. The Spirit of God has gone out of you. The pillar of fire ain't there no more. You deny divine healing. You deny resurrection. For he that eateth and drinketh and worthily eateth and drinketh Damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. Now you see. There. Comes right back to the Christian. That is trying to take communion. That is not in Christ. Not fellowshipping in the spirit. He isn't worthy of taking it. And when he does take this communion, he's eating and drinking damnation to himself. If he's going out smoking, lying, stealing, committing adultery, or something like that, or not living a Christian life. And people see that kind of life he's living and then coming in taking this order of death and born of Christ taking it into him as a symbol that he has received Christ the word in his heart and taking this symbol in there behind it, he said he eats and drinks damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. Jesus said, Who can condemn me of sin? Can we also come around your, your neighbors? The people you live with. And we ask them. Who can condemn this one of sin? Can we come the discernment of knowing that you are the Lord's body. You can't discern it in wickedness and sin. We've got to be above that. That we discern 
that the Lord is righteous. And we discern that he is our propitiation. That all of our sins we have confessed. And we believe in him of waiting upon his atonement. To cleanse us from all our iniquity. Then we are discerning the Lord's body. And then discerning again that in among us as the Lord's bride body, let's discern it if there is anything wrong with us in here that would hinder the gospel from growing or the Lord from presenting us before God as a chess virgin. Another thing, they give it to people that drink. Lie still. Smoke. Chew. Just anything as long as they belong to the church. Forbid. If a man ever takes it when we are eating this here, he's breathing and drinking damnation to himself. No discern in the Lord's body. If you don't live the life. Keep away from it. And if you don't take it. It shows that your own conscience is guilty. He that eateth not has no part with me. There is a brother he used to be, be with us here. And I'll ask him, every time we take Lord's table, you never, you never join. Do you know what that means? Communion. Hey, if it is so complicated and so holy, and so sacred. Why don't you become holy today? Do you, do you have intentions of going to heaven? Heaven is more, demands more serious life than that bread. And if you are not going to heaven, then what are you doing around? No wonder the fellow today is in the world. Because they, and I've watched that because those kind of people, many of them are youth, and they know that they are not living right. There are some group here. There is a group in Kenya of youth, they told me. Pastor Gideon, in your church you have two extremes. Yeah, 
among the youth. You they are youth also. And they have been interacting with the, our youth here. And they told me one time, I will never forget that. You have two extremes. You have the youth who are extremes. Extremely serious. That you can't find anywhere. And you have that group that is so extremely wicked. Can you imagine? They are not even somehow. They are extremely. And I know them. Unfortunately. They are extremely wicked. They can live any kind of life. They can go to any kind of a place. They can do any kind of a crime. They know. And that group never comes to the Lord's table. And those are the people who tell me, Ah, you know, Lord is the Then what are you doing around? Why are you pretending, you hypocrite? How does it save you from hell? By fearing the bread. And you are not ready to change. Year in, year out. It is not just one season. But maybe this season you feel. You are not yet. You are not okay. But year in, year out. You never turn the Lord's tail. In other words for you. You are just a permanent church does that serve you? That's what Brother Bram called church joining. Church joining. And you who are having children, advise your children to have company with the extreme the extreme devotees not just any church member we have those two extremes here and you youth who are here Choose among those extreme devotees. Let those be your friends. Praise God. Come out and there is a Lord, you step. So, friends. In every age, there was a Cain, there was an Abel. And Cain killed Abel. Always be careful of that church Cain. 
They never leave. They stay in the church until they kill Abel. For we can't even care for one another. And reading the scripture some time ago where it said, not discerning the Lord's body. And I thought, what a statement found in 1 Corinthians 11. Not discerning the Lord's body. And for this cause many are sick. And weak among you. The Lord's body is the church. And we do not have spiritual discernment enough to care for one another. How can we care then if we can't care for each other? How can we care for the lost and the dying? What hospital can we take them to? Cast our cares upon him. For he cares for you. Praise God. Well, I'm sorry I prepared many quotes. I thought you should, uh, you should uh, get every, every nugget that is there. But let me just skip them and just read one last one here. Uh, there is a place where this quote came from. He listed the signs of the end. The signs of the end, this, that, Today I posted on Speckled Bird a video when the American, uh, some of the American big people are wondering who is the leader now? Who is in control of this government? They are realizing it is not Biden. But it is the woman. And then you look at the, what the prophet said about that. About the woman leading America. That man is so frail and tired and old and weak. He's just there as a figure. But it is the woman who is leading. And this prophecy. So we cannot go back now and so put a list of end time prophecies. But of the seven visions that Brother Branham saw, that was the second last. The second last was America being ruled by the woman and in the spiritual, the Roman Catholic Church. And then he said, Then I had behind me a big blast. And when I turned to see, it was just chaos, it was just debris flying. 
that is now the last one. The bomb that would be put upon that nation. To completely turn it to debris. Now the second last of the visions is already is what has just taken place in America. The last one is the destruction of America. But that will happen when the bride is gone. The last one happens when the bride is gone. She will not witness it. So where are we friends? It's later than we think. Now, let me read this last quote after he showed the end time signs, the statement The nation is trying to drink it off. In other words, the coming judgment, it's like hanging. It's like an instinct. He talked about one time that he was in the seeing through the binoculars and he saw a deer and this deer was nervous it would move its ears like this and then turn on its head so nervous he was wondering why is this thing so nervous and then as he saw in the binoculars he saw a lion that was moving slowly approaching it. So this deer was not seeing it but the instinct was telling it of the advancing danger. Death was coming close. So he said today there is such a kind of a thing moving. Death is moving to the earth. And people feel it. They don't see it. But some instinct is telling them. They are nervous. They don't have peace. So they try to drink. They try to to. To, to, to dance, they run to, to disguise it off. They don't know it, they don't see it. So, the nation is trying to drink it off, laugh it off. They go to comedy, to attend comedy. Trying to fight that fear. He said, like there is a certain boy who was passing in the graveyard. And he got so scared. So he started whistling to pretend that he's not scared. So that's what they're doing. Love it off. You can't do it. They are doing that. To keep from taking the spiritual discernment that God can show them. 
Bakolecho, ogeza kokuwe waroku tuwa roku wa uroku omu, yonti katona soro baraka. The handwriting on the wall. Orugaloru wandi kakuchisenge. We know it is there. Tumanyo orugaloru weruri. You can crack, crack it off with jokes. Osobola okwe buzabu zanga atalulaba noku saga saga. And Hollywood. Ne Hollywood. Television. Ne TV. Or stay home and dicker with that if you want to. Obano sigare waka bobango yagala. But a real born again man or woman. Neomu kazobomu saji yazari wogoku bidi. That is God discernment of the Holy Ghost will find his place in church. Worshipping and crying out. And doing all that is in his life. To try to bring in sinners. Certainly. If it's God. You should put your heart in it. Or you should put your heart in it. If you've got discernment, work. Amen. Let us stand on our feet. Jesus came me near the cross. There. Right precious fountain Free to all a healing stream That flows from Calvary's mountain In the cross, in the cross Be my glory ever Till my raptured soul shall find rest beyond the In the cross, in the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever. So shall find rest beyond the river. In the cross, in the cross, in the cross, oh, be my glory ever. my righteous soul. Oh, oh. 
Thank you.